Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. Let's go. You guys, this week I was, okay, I'm going to make a confession. Sometimes I get sucked into Instagram reels. You know, they're like the TikToks, the little bits of video that are so funny and super entertaining. And the next thing you know, I'm like 20, 30 minutes deep. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where did my time go? Just one after the other after the other. And man, they just hit that spot of brain joy just right. And man, what a time sink it is for me. But I came across someone in a reel who was trashing the Bible. Maybe not trashing it, but acting very flippant about it, speaking in a way that the Bible was just eh, any other book up on the shelf. You know what I mean? And I know it was just a TikTok video. It was just an Instagram reel, but it got me thinking. It got me thinking about the Bible and how it's so commonly talked about nowadays that it's even a flippant TikTok or a flippant reel. And I looked over on my desk and I see uh, that I've got a stack of Bibles. I've got them in multiple translations and I've got the Bible in one year app on my phone and it's beckoning me. Hey, Sarah, it's time to read today's selection of scripture so that I can race through and read the Bible in a year, right? And man, if you've ever read the Bible, you know that it's not just a book. I mean, I've read books thicker than the Bible in much less time than a year. But the feast of knowledge that is in the Word of God is so much to take in in one year. I mean, my gosh, I just saw one of my friend's posts, and she is doing a challenge of reading the whole Bible in a month. That's crazy! Anyway, what a feat that is. But the Bible isn't just one book. It's actually 66 books, and it's written by 40 different authors that span in time from 1,500 years. To take in the entirety of all of these scriptures in a month, (laughs) man, girl, you crazy. But you know what? (laughs) You do you. But have you ever read the Bible like this? I mean, have you actually ever read the Bible at all? Do you have the Bible app on your phone? And do you have Bibles in your home? Or maybe even like me, you have stacks of Bibles and different translations. And you've got all these different concordances and all of these cross-referencing books. And maybe you have your car Bible and you've got your bathroom Bible and, you know, whatever. Have you ever taken a thought about previous times and generations of people who maybe didn't have unlimited access to these amazing works of antiquity. I mean, that's what the Bible is. Scholars have spent their entire careers and their entire lives studying this book. There are so many people who want to de-authenticate it. And the people that are de-authenticating are always people who have never actually studied the scriptures. They just want what the Bible says to be wrong, because then they don't have to look at their own sin in their life or admit that they're a sinner and that they need to surrender to God. But the fact of the matter is, is that there has been no greater book of antiquity that has been more studied, has been more scrutinized, has been put to such a high standard that entire careers and PhD 
linguists and and people with a much higher, greater education of Greek and Hebrew and uh, ancient Aramaic and, and all of these things and how they fit together and all of the historical references and things like that. There are people who have dedicated their whole lives and all of them come back with how authentic it is. So at any rate, this great, amazing book of antiquity, I wonder why now? Why is it that we, me and you, we get to have access to the Bible in every format, every translation? I mean, we have Braille, we have uh, audio Bibles in almost every language and in every imaginable accent, you know, that's pleasing to your hearing. Uh, having it read to us on demand, and you're scrolling through your Facebook or your Instagram, and floating by your newsfeed are these memed scriptures set to beautiful backgrounds. And so often, I mean, we see it so often that well, we give it a barely a second glance, we read it, oh, that sounds sweet, or maybe we don't even read it anymore. And we just hit the like button and scroll on by it. I mean... I can't say that I haven't done that in the middle of looking for something and then scrolling by, you know, several scriptures, scripture memes that have come across. And because it's be- somehow it has become so commonplace. Do you ever stop to think of the gravity of the fact that we have such unlimited access to scripture? I mean, in the U.S., most Christians have stacks of Bibles. A lot of them are maybe just for show or maybe they're collecting dust, but have you ever really stopped to think about previous generations and how there were whole generations and time frames where personal access to the Bible, it just wasn't a thing. I mean, the Dark Ages are one time frame that they just didn't have access, personal access to the Bible. I mean, it's something that we've always known or we've grown up knowing having such unfettered access to the Word of God. But sometimes that means that we end up taking it for granted, that access. And lately, I've been thinking about it a lot. My parents, they were saved in the 70s at the Jesus Movement in Southern California. What an incredible act of God, that historical, spiritual event in time. That time completely changed forever church culture. I mean, this is the church culture that many of us have grown up in as normal, but these Bible studies every night and hey, Wednesday night and Sunday night and five services on Sunday and full straight up packouts and Bibles everywhere. You know, you've got your, again, car Bible and bathroom Bible or whatever, Bibles everywhere. And That movement in the 70s cracked wide open that personal relationship with the Lord. Not that we didn't have a personal relationship with the Lord, but we didn't have unfettered personal access to the Word of God the way that we do now. And that movement made seeking God on a personal level and studying His Word for yourself life-changing. It's a beautiful thing to get to be alive in a time where we get to read for ourselves And know that we are fully known by the God of the universe. It's a privilege, my friends, to personally study the living Word of God. I mean, in the 1940s, the actual Dead Sea Scrolls were found. You can read today the actual Isaiah Scroll. 
I mean, it's in a museum and you have to travel to go see it. Sometimes it travels around, but now it's, I think, I think it's actually fixed in a location now, but that's crazy. That book was written thousands, thousands of years ago, yet it was found in the 40s. I mean, it's not even 100 years ago. Found, it was authenticated, and get this, it perfectly matches the book of Isaiah that we have in our Bibles, sitting on your desk, in your shelf, maybe even in your breakfast table or whatever. That Bible, it perfectly matches the Bible that you have today. Is that mind-blowing to you? It's mind-blowing to me. The question is, why do you think that we have access to all of this when previous generations didn't? I mean, the Bible was around, obviously, in cathedrals and, you know, priests in their, you know, priestly robes were the ones who would dole out scripture to you and you didn't get to go home and cross-reference what they said to see if maybe that pastor was you know, handing you a line or or twisting God's words to suit their needs, which has happened a lot. But now we have total access ourselves to the Word of God that we can cross-reference what's being taught to us. I mean, back in the day, maybe there was one family heirloom of a Bible, but people weren't digging into it like the never-ending better-than-the-Bellagio buffet that it is. Why do you think that is? I believe it's because the Lord knew that we would need access to it as our very battle plan. Like never before, we need access to the full armor of God. I don't claim to be an eschatologist. That's somebody who is uh, an end times prophecy revelation expert. And I, I am not an expert, but I have done quite a bit of study of the book of Revelation. And I've listened to people who do claim to be eschatologists. I've sat at many conferences and heard many different points of view. And I promise you that from those eschatologists, there are about as many opinions about what will actually happen as there are experts. But what isn't up for debate is that the times that we are living in, something's happening. This is crazy. We have seen scripture unfolding every single day. I mean, it's like that that meme uh, of that lady, like she's like peering out like, hey, gotta check outside to see what chapter of Revelation that we're in today. I mean, you guys, I believe that we, me and you, we are chosen for such a time as this. If you're alive, which yes, if you're hearing this, you're alive. I want you to know that you are chosen for a time such as this. You were made for this time. And I was sitting and pondering being alive to see this time in human history, revelation unfolding type of times. I had kind of a little revelation of my own that the reason that we have such personal access to the Bible is because it is our arsenal and we are going to need it. Not that it hasn't been needed in previous times of history, but there is a spiritual war raging around us, the likes of which, you guys, it's coming to this grand finale. This is all happening just beyond the veil. And right now, what we are seeing is it's manifesting in the physical realm. Right now, 
We are living in a time that seems so confusing. Do you feel it? I mean, I know I do. Like, it's like a real life whodunit. You know what I mean? Like, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? And the good guys often sometimes look like the bad guys, but the, the bad guys, they look like the good guys. And who's what? And you think, oh, this guy's good. I'm going to totally follow him. And then it turns out that he's totally bought and paid for and, and lies are pouring out of mouths. You once trusted that person, but now they're like, what? They're siding with the bad guys. And oh my gosh, I can't believe the media. I know that they're lying. I, I can't believe my own eyes. I mean, we have TikTok and Instagram filters that are so closely matched to our own faces that we can look like a frog or a horse or something. And, and, and on video, it would look like I'm a horse, but I'm not. Or maybe I haven't done my hair or makeup, but man, just throw on one of those quick little filters and boom, I'm a supermodel. That stuff, the fact that we, you know, the little uh, peons out here that we get access to filters like that. Uh, let me think about what maybe the uh, the powers that be, what kind of filters on TV that they're using. There's actually... CGI where they can make people, I don't know the technology, but they can make people look like that they're Tom Cruise. And it looks like Tom Cruise is talking to you. But in reality, it's totally somebody else. But they have this switch filter. I saw this interview one time, I believe it was with President Obama and Oprah. And they were showing that it looked like they were in the same room, but they weren't. President Obama was somewhere way far away, maybe on the other side of the world. But it looked like they were sitting in the same room. And had they not shown that green screen clip, you guys may have even seen that video out there. It was viral. It's gone around where it shows. And, and you know, here they're laughing about it on TV. These these two people <laughs> who are trying who are deceiving you, saying that they're in the same room, but they not in the same room. And if they have that kind of technology yeah, I can't believe my own eyes of what I'm seeing because I don't know what filter they've put over it. You know what I'm saying? I believe that it was um, Edgar Allan Poe. And he said, believe nothing of what you hear, but and only half of what you see. But in this day and age, man, you can't believe your own lying eyes. <sighs> but that statement super seems legit. And it's something to really kind of live by <laughs> in these day and age, except when you hold it up to the word of God. Hearing the word of God you know that you can trust what is being said. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. You know, that's what I hope to do in this podcast for you, is that each week, I want to bring you the Word of God. I want to bring the truth to you. I mean, we're walking through this time of spiritual and physical war. And I'm linking arms with you, and we're going down this road, this journey together. When you hear God's word, you guys, you can believe it. You can trust what God is speaking to you. And when you hold the craziness of the world up to the light that is the word of God, it exposes some pretty dark stuff. And it allows us to begin to see much more clearly the spiritual rather than the physical. This living 
in unprecedented times, you guys, calls for unprecedented access to the battle plan, to the armor for the battle, and the weapon, the Word of God. The Bible is all of those. The armor is listed in Ephesians chapter 6. Let me just read it to you really quickly. It says, To stand your ground, put on the belt of truth, put on the body armor of God's righteousness, and for shoes, put on peace that comes from the good news, that's the gospel, so that you will be fully prepared. But in addition to these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It goes on to say, just pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. That is how you fight your battles, my friend. God has given us the battle plan, the armor, the instruction, and Paul tells us to pray in the Spirit at all times and every occasion. And are you living that way? Or are you living in a way that you're completely shut off to spiritual things? Has prayer and reading the Bible and going to church, has it become nothing more than maybe a feel-good tradition? Kind of it's lost its power, right? Or maybe... hmm, You've abandoned spiritual things altogether. I know a lot of people right now who have completely abandoned the spiritual things. Maybe it didn't work out for them, or maybe it became so commonplace that they scrolled past it in their newsfeed, but they've walked away. You guys, we're living in these days for a reason, and dude, it is time to jump back to reality. And I assure you, my friends, that the spirit realm is more of a reality, an eternal reality, than this crazy matrix world that we live in. And what they want you to believe is real, but is really just a screen of running numbers. If you've ever seen the Matrix movie, where it's just ones and zeros, and they're raining down in in green down the screen. I mean, you guys, I know, you just look around and I know that you can tell that things are in a blender. Things are stirred up all around the world. This isn't just a United States thing or this isn't just a, hey, you know, pumpkin spice latte type thing. No, this is happening everywhere in every nation all over the world. Things are bananas right now, you guys. People are so afraid. Man, the media has convinced people to be afraid of their own breath. That very thing that was breathed into us by God, our breath. I saw a woman the other day, a mother. She was so afraid of her son being potentially sick that she locked her son in the trunk of her freaking car to take him to a testing facility. I mean, what? That is bonkers. Ephesians chapter 6 says to put on the armor of God so that we can resist the schemes of the devil. Fear like that, that's a scheme of the devil, you guys. It is not from God. The Bible says to put on the armor of God so that we can resist the schemes of the devil. It's time to turn on our lamps in this darkness, you guys. I remember that song that Amy Grant sang back in the day. It's it's actually Psalm 119 verse 105 that says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do you remember that that song? 
But anyway, that song is actually a scripture, 119.105 of Psalm. This podcast, you guys, is called The Remedy, right? And it's named that because The Remedy, it isn't an experimental injection, you guys. And it's not Fauci. I guarantee you that is not Fauci. But you know what? It's also not Trump. And it's definitely not Biden. I believe that the remedy for all of this craziness is found in that sword, the Bible. You've been given a gift, you guys, me, we, both of us, we've been given a gift. We have access to the Bible. The Bible is the most talked about. Again, it's the most scrutinized, sold. It's the most revered. It's the most banned book in antiquity. And you guys, we have access to it right now. There are places in this world, though, where that book, that book collecting dust is so powerful that governments have made it illegal to have because they know its power. They know its power. We've had such unfettered access to it that, man, we'll toss it aside and it collects dust. But there are whole governments that have banned it. Why? It's not because it's meaningless. That's for sure. So please, you guys, don't waste this precious gift. Don't make the mistake of assuming that our accessibility means that it's worthless. Far from it. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says that the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit. (laughs) That's amazing, you guys. I mean, mind-blowing. What a powerful sword that we have access to, to help fight in this spiritual war that is raging all around us. We see this and what can we do? Lord, what can we do? That Bible in your hands or collecting dust on the shelf. You guys, it was so precious that it was carried throughout time and history. It was brought to you by the blood of martyrs. Not the least of these martyrs is the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. How dare we dishonor them and their great sacrifice? Okay, guys, get armored up, grab your swords, and let's get into the battle. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe. New shows coming at you each week. If you have a question or a comment, send them to asksaragrace at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.